Hey guys, and welcome to the latest episode of The Start of Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I'm with my co-host, Adam Callan. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. I never know whether you're doing it sarcastically or professionally. It was good. (laughs) It was good. Two words that sum Harrison Mudge up, sarcastic and professional. Normally the way or around. professionally just, sarcastic. Exactly. <laughs> Guys, if you're new here, this is where uh, me and Harry jump on the mics and share the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it's really like to build a business. Uh, our business is coming up to seven years old. There are 12 people in the team now. I had to just double check that. Uh, one of them is... <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Numbers uh, are fluid at the moment with Steph. <laughs> and we've gone through a couple of interesting cycles as a business, with a couple of pivots. We've raised some uh, seed funding, raised some venture capital, uh, and we're just in the process now of trying to get our, our brilliant basics in place ready to scale this company up this year. Uh, new office space, lots of cool stuff going on, uh, but this is where... You can literally tune into a podcast and follow our journey along the way because if you are at all entrepreneurial, run your own thing or whatever you do, uh, one, it can be very lonely and two, a lot of the shows out there right now paint it as if every business becomes a unicorn and a first-hand experience, that is not what it's like. Sometimes you feel like you're in the trenches, sometimes you feel like you're a punching bag. Uh, and if you listen to last week's show, uh, that's definitely uh, the vibe that was given off. I felt like I'd gone uh, 12 rounds with Tyson. Speaking of last week's show, we had an email in from a member of the Startup Diary community, Ben Stanford emailed in. I'm not going to read all of it because it's... Uh, Am I getting the name right? Ben runs Cobra, uh, Cobra Collections. He came to... I think he came to a meetup. Is that right? Yes. Yes, Correct. Perfect. Cool. Correct. Um, so I just plug it for him. Good memory. Uh, so he, he sent a, a big email. I'm not going to read it out here, but thank you for dropping an email, um, Ben. When, when was this email, Curiosity? This was 11th of Feb. A few days back. Okay. Yeah. So this was in response to uh, our previous show. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to just remind people if they didn't listen to last week's show? What a risk that was of you uh, setting me off again. I, I think I think about to summarise the show as uh, as a friend of the show sent in. He just said you're in a funk. Mm. Uh, so well, I remember literally having to kind of persuade you to even do the show. Yeah, because you were like, ah, I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not in the mood. I know, and you, I'm that, like, this is perfect. I know, yeah. You're looking <laughs> this, is at the, me saying, this is the definition of why we do the show. Yeah, uh, and I think credit to you for for really driving that home uh, because there is a risk, like when you when you're not in the mood to do something, uh, or you feel like you're not going to put your best foot forward. And I'm like, no, it's just like not me today because you kind of end up because a lot of people listen to the show and uh, there's always that little inkling in the back of your head like no this isn't this isn't what I want people to think mm. and then your comment was like no no like this is not about fucking PRing ourselves this is the truth and what you've just told me off mics Adam needs to be on the mics with how you're feeling um, so that's what the show was about it was um, just I guess a number of challenges that were facing the business and just uh, me voicing what's going through my head right now uh, I think as the business uh, grows and even and even that sentence now, sometimes the business isn't growing and you're just spending time working on the basics in the company uh, and just the frustrations that uh, are created with not being able to get the right resources in place, uh, with spending your time on dumb shit um, and just feeling like I come in and I think we use the word taskmaster or task monkey, I think you refer task to it as. Monkey. Yeah, you refer to it as a task monkey. It's like coming in and then reflecting on January was the trigger for me. Coming in and going in January, like what have I actually achieved? We set really defined goals um, and not to go over it too much, but what what's really happened is we've defined what we're trying to do more than ever, 
and then we have a way to measure ourselves against that uh, and then you can see the gap uh, and the gap was really big for me and Jan I was like well we're actually nowhere near where I wanted to be where if you think about the quarter you'd assume you're a third of the way through uh, of the quarter's goals and we weren't even like 10, 12, 15% so that's uh, that was what spurred it all on and sort of got myself into uh, air quotes the funk that mm-hmm. I was in uh, so to just read a small bit from the email um Ben said, uh, really reminded me of some of the doubts, issues, and challenges I had when I was running um, running the father-in-law's business 18 to 24 months ago before we finally sold it. I got caught in a position where I was the main doer, or at least felt I should be, uh, when in fact I had a couple of team members around me who were able and willing to take on some of the tasks that, for whatever reason, had begun to stick with me and take up most of my time, energy, and brain power. Uh, similar to how you described on the podcast, uh, these tasks stopped me from being able to do the job I was meant to be doing. Made me really made me really doubt myself to the point I offered to leave and find a replacement for wow. me. Um, so, and then he just goes on to a couple of different things he suggested uh, that he did to help him refocus himself. Um, before, before you get into those things, um, I guess one thing that that you probably haven't seen because they've all hit my Facebook Messenger or my WhatsApp. Um, I didn't realize last week's show would get the response that it did. And I guess I just want to say a huge thank you um, because the amount of people that like obviously identified that, shit, Adam is in a funk right now. Uh, and the amount of like messages that I had <laughs> of just like overall support. Oh, what, direct? Direct to, to me. Just oh, like... Okay. Um, and this is like one of the Straight best... Straight up bypassed Big H and went to the man himself. <laughs> well, this is like what's, what's one of the best things that's come out of doing the show. Um, it's just the relationships we've built up. Um, because we, we get on the mics, we share the story, uh, but the stuff that happens around what we do in this room is really what makes it special. Uh, and I've never just... I've never been in a position where... Uh, so many people in such a short space of time have just showed uh, that's that level of care and just mm-hmm. given me advice um i just like as an example uh brother just caught up with your podcast episode this week you're in a funk and that's totally fine you've got to just accept it for what it is before you can move on from things things get in the way of your entrepreneurial spirit and dragging you into the task monkey zone it happens there's no avoiding it Accept it, carve out the space you need to refresh and get that headspace back. Acceptance trumps frustration every time. Easier said than done, but carving out that time will help. Sam Wilcox. Nice. And I got, and guys, I won't read everyone's message out, but I had a number, uh, 10 plus messages, which for me, within, I don't know, 24 hours of the show going live, uh, was amazing. And honestly, they all like pick me up. Um, And that's probably one of the reasons I'm generally in a better mood this week. Yeah, well, so I was going to sort of go into a couple of the different things that Ben suggests. Um, Mm -hmm. But I guess, have you, so you've received a bunch of messages and things like that. Have you acted on any of those? Because obviously you, I can even tell that you, and everyone that's listening will even tell that you're (laughs) definitely a lot more um, in a better, far better mood now. Uh, Have you done anything from the emails or the messages that you've got? Or like, how have you, dragged yourself out of the funk yeah a couple of things so i guess the first thing just to make crystal clear is everyone everyone who runs their own business is going to feel exactly how i did last week 
it's uh, and I'm going to feel like that again in the next three, six, nine, twelve months. Uh, 100%. It's going to happen, and it happens uh, on a smaller scale really often because that's what it's that's what it's actually like to run a, run your own business. Um, with the level of responsibility that you have, uh, it's unavoidable to to feel that level of stress and pressure. Um, I I guess what I'm the reason I make that comment is if you are thinking about starting a business and you go into that mood or you do start a business or you are a business owner and you get into that zone, Sam's comment about like acceptance beats frustration was one of the things that echoed around my head when I read it. I haven't even replied to him, by the way. Him him getting a reply <laughs> is this. Um, I think I've got a phone call with him later, but uh, that acceptance beats frustration was... Yeah, the the reason I'm feeling so stressed is because I want to move faster, but just taking pause and just understanding that this is the game, like th- this is what happens when you're trying to build something, do something. Uh, it doesn't mean you're failing. It doesn't mean you're doing a bad job. It just means that the level of ambition that you have, you can't achieve at the rate you want to uh, and just accept it. So what I did with that comment was I was like, okay, so what are the things that I'm doing to help me get to where I want to get to? Rather than trying to say, where is the finish line of this quarter? Which is one of the risks of having defined goals for on a, on a timely mm-hmm. basis. And you need them uh, because you need to measure what you're doing. Um, but rather than, rather than saying, cool, there's all this shit going on. Uh, and another bit of advice like from Richard Chappell was write down everything that's going on on your whiteboard and uh, basically just list them in terms of priority. And that sounds dead basic but just getting everything out of your head. Mm-hmm. Like you've said it before, you've got loads of stuff going on in your head, but as soon as you actually just tidy those thoughts up, it's not that bad. Yeah, um, You can prioritize yeah, stuff. It, 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 your own mind seems to exacerbate what's actually on your plate. And like I think I think you were the one that said it, that you, because it's like the same task, but you keep thinking about it. And the more you think about it, the bigger that task becomes. But in actual fact, it's not, it's no bigger than it was when you first had it on your to-do list. It's yeah. just that because it's been on your mind, it's like double, tripled in size. Because it's not organized <clears throat> in your head, uh, you might think of it four, five, six times. And if you think about two or three ta- two or three things, four, five or six times, you might think you've got 20 things going yeah. on. You don't. Um, so it was just a, an opportunity for me to sort of like, just go, okay, so... Being a little bitch about it ain't going to change anything. That's my internal chatter. That's what I actually sound like in my head. Uh, so I was like, okay, so what is going to change the outcome here? Uh, which was, cool, just to take a little bit of time, uh, book a few hours off, and just go and just breathe, uh, and then just think, okay, what is actually frustrating me, and what steps am I making? And rather than looking about what I've done, I started looking at what I'm doing, what I've got planned in for the rest of the quarter, and some of those key things were around like uh, a couple of hires in the team, which we desperately need. And we we, we hired a chap called Arjun um, on Wednesday, which I'm super excited by. He was an absolute mm-hmm. cool guy. And we've got like final stage interview with Alsa today uh, for the executive assistant role. And that is going to completely change things. And then I realized actually, and not to like blend the two shows together, but we do a show called Dad Knows Best and we, we, we highlighted one of the other frustrations. And I don't really talk about family much on this podcast. But it's been really, really tough at home the last couple of weeks uh, because me and the wife are like stronger than ever, but the kids are getting really testing. And I've been away a lot uh, in Jan. So like we were in America and then I've been in London a couple of nights and every week I've been away a fair bit. 
and one of the I've realized after I sort of like wrote down and got my journal out and started making some notes and I went over the stuff I've been writing um it was actually the blend of like work and family and not being present at home to support my wife was just increasing the level of frustration for me mm. day to day um so long-winded way of answering your question uh but the things that I've sort of like I don't know uh, I don't want to say realized but actioned in the last week is amazing level of support people basically telling me uh this is cool you're in a funk here's the reasons why and then give me some actual advice off the back of it i haven't gone and actioned all that yet and it'll probably be really interesting as a future show to go actually out of all the advice that i got here's what i tried and here's what worked for me yeah um but one of the key things for me is this is what it's like uh this is no different to what I felt probably six months ago, probably four months ago when I realized we've got a culture issue in the business, probably eight months ago when I realized that we're under-resourced as a team and went and hired four people. Like These are all little milestones that have gone on. I just think I've probably never uh, voiced it on the podcast. Uh, and the, the, probably the reason behind that is, is I am, I am so proud of what we've built that every year we get into the year and I'm like let's try and make it through this year and I know we're going to be here in another year I'm scared of losing what we've got and I want to move faster and there's all these like emotions going on there's the family there's the work there's that uh, and I'm like and that all just bubbled up mm-hmm. and I used the podcast well you forced me to use the podcast as a way to vent out because normally I probably would have like you, like you say duck out of it Oh, sorry. I was actually reading because uh, you reminded me. There's a there was like a question at the end. Let me just scrub through. So before we wrap up, uh, and we could probably end up talking for another forty five minutes on this, but <laughs> there was a question I wanted to just sort of bring up from Ben's um, email. I'll just read it out for you. Uh, look forward to hearing on the podcast how you move things along in the coming weeks and months, and would also find it interesting to hear a bit more on your thoughts referencing the changing market conditions and market players you mentioned. Uh, might make a good episode to discuss and get other business owners thinking about how they research and gauge their own markets for change and how they might want to or need to react to the information they discover. All the best, chaps. Keep up the good work. Ben. Cool. So, like, two questions in there, yeah? Yeah. Um, so the first one was what what am I doing over the next weeks and months to sort of I guess was it, did he use the terminology move it along move things forward uh, yeah move things along in the coming weeks and months uh, cool um, I'll be really honest the last week's show as well as all the support of the messages that we, ju- we just sort of spoke about um, the key thing is for me is getting some more support and that sounds just really basic but we're at a position now in a size of a company uh, where uh, I can't be doing tasks. I have to be working on bigger work. The problem with me is I really enjoy rolling my sleeves up yeah. uh, and just getting tasks done. And to the point that if someone's doing some work and I can see that they are uh, overstretched uh, or staying a little bit later, I have a tendency to be just in my head, be like, I was about to ask Matt to do this or Harry to do this or Kat to do that. I'll just do it myself. I desperately have to get out of that mentality um, because then I'm the limiting factor in the company. Um, So I guess the singular thing that I'm doing in the next few weeks and months to change that um, is making a hire that I honestly never thought I would. And between last week's show and the one, this one that we're recording now, um, 
I've interviewed a lady called Elsa. I can't remember whether I discussed it on the show last time. Uh, or, whether, or whether it was an interview that we had coming up. It was an interview that you had coming up. Because um, I think it was that... It Was was it that day yeah, that I think we it had was it? actually, yeah. So, because we just had a conversation prior to going on the mics that you've got someone coming in for a role like mm-hmm. that. So that's, I think that's why I brought it up. Yeah, so we hadn't met her yet. Didn't know that she was an absolute rock star or anything. And you sat in that meeting. You sat in the interview with me because, we, again, got the advice of having someone that knows me quite deeply. Um and what happened in between those two like then and now is I never thought I'd hire for this role I was actually just sort of like doing Kelly a favor who's our HR person saying yeah not a problem I'll I'll do the interview mm-hmm. because she always knows that I've looked at this a bit uh, cynically um, with this role PA EA operations whatever um, and then we because, met her. because no one can do it better than Adam Callow Correct. sort of mentality to be really honest it's it's no one can do it better than me because I won't let them. Yeah. And that's really fucking hard to say. Um, but that's the truth. That's like actually what goes on in your head. Like in order for to let someone do it better, you have to let them do it differently. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard uh, because this is my way. This is like, and you actually raised the question. I can't remember whether we spoke about it. Oh no, we wouldn't have because it was after. But you, you raised an awesome question, which was... Um, because I actually thought you were just doodling and it, you actually were making some notes. Um, I did doodle, but I did make notes as well. <laughs> and you, you popped up the question. It was like, Adam can be like really strong-minded and if he wants it done a certain way, um, he'll drive that forward. Um, how will you handle that? Even if you know there's a better way to do things. Yeah, because I, I could just see that the... I could see a scenario where someone comes in for that role to try and help you out. She's your assistant. But because you're very strong-willed and... and whether it's right or wrong you you have a way that you think something should be done and if 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 that person's not a strong enough character to say no no, no adam trust me the way i'm going to do it you might not like but it's i promise you it's going to be better or, or however they can dispute it like if someone's not willing to say no or, or argue then they're just going to be your task monkey that's doing your job but you'll probably it'll probably be detrimental because you'll still have to backseat drive them all the time and yeah. micromanage them because you're basically just telling them to do do it like this and yeah yeah you're giving so someone you, anyone that's smart will work out their own ways of doing things yeah. more effectively or efficiently than I will um, and she had a really great answer for that she had, it just sort of came back to me which was because you asked her the questions like how are you going to handle that and she was like, listen, um, everyone has strengths and weaknesses uh, and everyone needs to learn what they're good at and what they're bad at. And if I have an idea that I believe is better, I'm going to tell you to say, let me do it my way for a couple of weeks. And then after that time, if you disagree, uh, then let's have a conversation. But right now we're going to do it my way. Hmm. And I was just like, fucking rock yeah, star. I was like, yeah, round of applause. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so between then, I actually called Kelly up. Um, where was I? I was on the way back from London, um, Northampton, uh, stuck at her services. And I called her up and I was like, I text her late. This is late. Uh, and I was like, sorry for the text message. It's just while it's top of mind, but give me a bell in the morning. And Kelly, being, she just called me up. She was like, what's on your mind? I was like, what did Elsa think? Because I haven't asked her. I was like, what did Elsa think when she left? And then she was like, why are you asking? I was like, because since meeting her, I've sort of like now worked out and painted... A picture of what my life could be like with her in the team <laughs> she's already in the role <laughs> <Yeah>. right now <laughs> um 
to which Kelly, you could I could hear her smile. Uh, she was like, she impressed you, didn't she? And I was like, she really impressed me. Um, to the point that now it's sort of like as if I've been on a first date and I want to know it went well. <laughs> um, and then Kelly sort of explained to me, says, there's two things with hiring like an EA role is you need to just someone that's have a, that is a rock star, like is just amazing what they do. But if you don't get on with them as a person, it's never going to work. And obviously she understood from my comments that I actually, I think I could really work well with Elsa. I think we could get on well. Um, so I called her up and I was like, and asked, asked then she was like, no, no, she, she'd loved meeting you guys. And uh, inside baseball is, I think if everything goes well on the second interview and offer the job, she'd snap it up. Um, and that second interview is today. And to answer Ben's question in a long-winded way is the only thing that I'm going to be focusing on in the next couple of weeks and months is making sure that I don't coddle Elsa. I don't try and not give her too much. I bring her in with the expectations of Elsa. I'm not entirely sure what an EA does, mm. uh, but there's loads of stuff in my world that I don't like and don't want to do. I'm going to move everything I can across to you and it's your job to do it properly and tell me when things are breaking or I've given you too much because there's a risk that I give you a little bit and a little bit and I don't see the benefit and you get frustrated. So I'm basically going to just give you everything. Stage it across. Let's process it out. Um, and then... Uh, and I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a feeling that she'll tell you how it's yeah, going to yeah. go yeah, I know, sort yeah. of thing. I can't wait. <laughs> because obviously you're like, cool, I'm not really sure. Because I think I even asked her that in it. It's like, what, 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 how does the process work? What yep. do you actually do? Do you just have his passwords to his inbox or, or what? But something, te- something tells me she's going to come in on day one. It's like, right, Adam, I need this, that, and the other from you. And I need to know this. And like, like she's going to give you work to do. 100%. But it's all to transition everything off of your plate but I'm going in with that mindset as well so the in terms of like oh what's the seven things I'm doing to sort of get myself out of the phone nothing I'm going to I'm going to get I'm gonna, hopefully if everything goes well today I'm going to get Elsa in and spend all my time sharing my knowledge sharing what we do um, because when I explain the role to the team uh, on, on an org chart perspective is she is an extension of me if I'm not in the office the the one thing that's going to be weird um, (laughs) is when she's on the podcast instead of me talking to you (laughs) yeah Adam says that it it, but is that exactly that I don't think everyone else will necessarily feel it as much but and again I'm just guessing but I've just there's something that might be like because obviously she is an extension of you and there's going to be a point where it's like most comms work related obviously just yeah. goes through her which obviously makes sense <laughs> you're gonna but, it, me all the time. but it's like <laughs> but then I'm, i i can see myself thinking like how do i get in touch with adam right now do i like do i call him like friend to friend or do i have to like put in a request or how's that gonna work like what is adam callow's personal time looking like in order like <laughs> yeah so one to answer that i have no idea and that's something that's gonna be interesting to try and tackle um but this is where I'm at now. I'm like, I'm just going to hire someone really smart and explain to them, like, I don't want to alienate the team. Like, the team is the only thing I care about. So, also, your job is to defend me from everything else so I can spend more time with my team. Like, there's stuff like that. <laughs> I can I can see you being like, Elsa, I've got some personal stuff. Like, family's trying to book in weekends and stuff. And can you just, like, deal with this? 100%. 100%. Sign off as me and just get it done. But on, uh, <laughs> on, on an interesting one as well, is I was speaking to her about this last night, and uh, I said, on the basis that things go well today and after the role and she accepts it, um, I want to go out for a dinner with Elsa, her partner, and Sarah uh, because it's not just work. Um, I kind of want someone 
and I've, I've voiced this to Alistair as well, I kind of want someone that, if they see my calendar, they can see, you haven't been fucking home in three nights, mm-hmm. go home. I need someone that's willing to say no to a meeting and say, you need to go home because I need... Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she used an example like that. Before, exactly, yeah. So, and when, when she said that, and I was like, you get it. I'm like, cool. I might be, uh, I want my wife to see this as a a role that's freeing me up to, to do my best work and, and be happier just overall. So that's what I'm focusing on. Long-winded way of answering Ben's question. Um, second part of the question uh, was um, around, uh, I guess, emerging competitors, change of the landscape. Yeah, change of, mar- change of market conditions and market players. Because obviously you dropped that last week. Yeah, I dropped that last week. Um, and actually, so we recorded last week and then I had a board meeting on Thursday last week. And when we were out in the States and this whole uh, competitor coming in and raise some cash and all this good stuff, uh, I was sort of like, fuck. And then I started to do my research. Um, So what I actually didn't do was pay attention, just being honest, didn't pay attention to it until it was probably a problem or an actual threat to the business. There's no argument to say that you should be more aware of what's going on. Um, But here's what I do differently um, is I don't look... I don't care what's going on and what people are building. I just don't care uh, because I'm. I've got my own shit to deal with. I've but got. Are you Are you aware? No, no. I I'm, honestly, I'm unaware uh, in most situations. The only time I become aware of it is when our consumers, our customers, start talking about it. Because at that point, for me, then it's like there's some traction here. Mm-hmm. I think there's a risk that, especially as a small business. Um, and I think probably the bigger you get, the more aware you, bec- you become of the overall landscape. You start to just look and have, a, like, you see the horizon better. I am so focused on what we do um, that just even paying attention to other stuff could distract us and pull us off. So I don't look. I've got blinkers on. The only time, and it's because as a team, we're really trained well to listen to the community. As soon as you start to hear someone comment and then a couple of people comment, it's, I literally set up keywords in our Facebook group because I'm like ah <laughs> shit I need to be because I heard it in comments I was like cool set up a keyword in the Facebook group every time this comment is made and there's the nugget that Ben might be interested in if you run a Facebook group you can set up keywords so now I get notified when there's conversations about specific topics brands competitors whatever I want to be uh, aware of but I don't go and spend my time paying attention to what's going on in the market people might say that's a bad idea I think as a small business, it's a distraction. Focus on what you do well. If you've got the conviction in it, just drive that forward. Uh, but as soon as, for me, uh, ear to the ground, as soon as our customers start mentioning it and talking about something, that gets my attention. And then I don't just go and learn about it. I go deep. I want to know everything about the company. I want to know exactly who they are, how they're funded, what their plans are, who the founder is, uh, how they get getting traction, which brands they were. I want to know everything at that point. Uh, and I actually went into the board meeting thinking this was going to be 75% of our board meeting. Did the slides. Here's where we are. Here's the landscape. Here's what's going on. The old traditional uh, chart, which has got like the quadrants, which is like strengths and weaknesses and brands that are coming into the space and where we play. And if everyone's seen that graph, you know what I'm talking about. Your business is always in the top right-hand corner, which so, is like on its own star. <laughs> had you, so had, was this was obviously spurred on by this new yeah. competitor, but was that the... Was this all because, okay, we we need to have a conversation now because there's someone that could potentially pose a threat sort of thing or? Yeah, going into that, it was as a CEO of the company, 
if in six to 12 months time we start to I don't want to use the corporate vernacular of like lose market share, but if we start to lose some of our customers, this other brand, and then I get pulled up in a boardroom and says, Adam, these people have been around for two years. Why the fuck have you not mentioned them? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to be in that situation. Um, however, I deleted 11 or 12 out of the 13 slides. I went in with one slide. Okay. Uh, because I had other shit to work out. I've got other stuff in my business yep. that I need to fix. I'm not, I've, I've not got these people around the table to just... <laughs> like just talk about a competitor like let's get on with our own stuff so I went in went through the deck and I was like oh there's this company um, and in short here's their strengths uh, development resource cool they're going to move faster um, here's their weakness uh, transactional um, talk as if they know the installer but don't really know the installer um, very polished but have no fucking clue uh, about what they're really getting into and as a company we've spent four or five years uh, deeply understanding and spending more time with any trade professional in the UK that's what we're really good at we have community you can't buy that Um, so right now not a concern if we execute on what we're going to do in the next 12 months these guys will not have a fucking hope Uh, that was my slide end action end of the slide next actions regarding the topic nothing move faster, kill, was what I actually put on the fucking deck. This is where I'm at today, which is very different Mm -hmm. to where I was last week. And I just want to end it on this note. This is honestly what it can be like week to week when you run your own business. Don't get me wrong. Last week I was was still fired up. I like the game. I like business, but I was just a bit down. Like right now, I feel like I'm re- I could step in a ring with fucking Anthony Joshua right now and I'd give him a run for his money. That is a joke, uh, but that's how I feel. I just feel <laughs> Said like- Said he had a glass jaw, didn't you? I just- <laughs> Come on, Ed. Uh, McGregor next. Uh, no, I, I just feel like um, it's amazing what will happen when you speak to some smart people, you get support from a community and you take a second to breathe uh, and put a plan together. We can't just think about what we've done. We have to think about what we're doing. I spend too much time, end of Jan, I spent too much time thinking about what have we done or not done in Jan. I should have spent majority of that, that energy, that thought process thinking, what are we doing in February, March to hit our goals? That's literally the only fucking thing that's changed. And on that note, we should probably leave it there, Adam. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you want to get in touch, remember you can email startupdiary at nbs.fm. That's startupdiary at no bullshit. FM. <laughs> See you next time.